Bible is a book of comfort. It's a book of challenge. If you know much about life, you often have to have war before you have peace. The Bible will go to war with you and your sin. It'll expose it, strip it. Let you see the rawness, the horror of it. And if you'll be willing to repent, as our brother was teaching us this morning, repent of that sin, then God will give you peace. And it becomes a book of comfort. The book that tore you up, made you so unsettled, then all of a sudden be the book of comfort. But you have to deal with the sickness. You have to deal with, say, when the doctor comes to you and said you have cancer, it's a hard day. It's a hard day when they tell you that. But they also tell you that we're going to go at it, we're going to get rid of it, we're going to cut it out, we're going to do other things, and we're going to try to stop it. And I was 28 years old when I heard that news. Strong, 28. And uh, we went to war. And then by the grace of God, you, you overcome it, you get healing in the balm of Gilead. It's a beautiful thing. And God loves to do that to us. Sometimes the preaching of the Bible will tear you up. You'll go out of here mad. I ain't going to go back. But you need to keep exposing yourself to the Bible. Expose yourself to its preaching and expose yourself to how it affects you. And take it as from God. And ultimately, God will give you peace. There's no other place to find it. I found a phrase in the Bible that caught my attention. It's a phrase, or these or they. These are they. You can look it up sometime in your Bible study. find it pretty interesting how many times it said, these are they. I'm like, I'm like uh, uh, Brother Crab. I want to be part of these are they. Years ago at Tabernacle Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina, Brother Harold Seidler, my pastor for about three or four years, really encouraged my soul. He's a, he's a, Tabernacle was just a happy church. A bunch of old mill workers. Work 30 to 40 years, no union, no retirement, no 50, 60, 70, 80, 90% of their wages. The last day they worked was the last day they got paid. They lived in little mill homes, barely, had, barely made enough just about pay for the mill home at the end of the whole deal. Another day older and deeper in debt. How many heard that song? Yeah. That's about where they were, like coal mining. Another day older and deeper in debt. But boy, they were some of the happiest born-again people I've ever been around. Irony, isn't it? It's an irony because they were some of the poorest people I had been around. But yet they were rich. And often would say, these are they. These are the people I want to be like. And they had this song that they would sing, and they would sing about Zion. They would sing about heaven over and over again. And you've heard me sing these over and over again, too, because they got in my soul, and I hope they get in yours. 
I want to preach today about these or they. Take your Bibles to the book of Mark. And just one little verse, verse 20 there. Verse 20 of chapter 4. It says, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some hundred. These are they. I want to be the good ground people. I want to have good ground with God. I don't want to be the other three kind of that. I'm not going to really not teaching in a parable of the sower. But I want to be part of these or they, that the seed landed on good ground and brought forth fruit. And that fruit is different, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. But I want to be part of that. There's a little song I want to sing you. People have requested I sing more. That's only about two people. But they are very smart and very intelligent people, so I think I do it. While upon the Isle of Patmos, John beheld the glorious sight, a number which no man could number, praising God both day and night. These are they who won the battle. These are they who stood the test, clothed in garments pure and spotless, the redeemed, the pure and blessed. Nevermore will they know hunger, nevermore will they know pain. No tears will ever dim their vision. No sad goodbyes be said again. These are they who've won the battle. These are they who stood the test. Clothed in garments pure and spotless. The redeemed, the pure and blessed. I would have somebody play along with that, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to share my beautiful voice with the piano. Christianity can be so dry and so dead, so unreal, so boring to those who do not walk with God. I see it. I see it. Something as phenomenal, something as great as being born from heaven, as being a child of God. I see folks sleep in preaching services where the Bible's being preached and the Holy Spirit is active and moving. I have people come up to me in that same service and say, Preacher, man, I wish you'd preach longer. Again, there's only two or three of them, but highly intelligent folks. They say, Preacher, man, we just didn't get enough. We want more. I got others in the same service sleeping. There's no higher. Now, I know some of you have or something, nar, nar, narcolepsy. I think it's narcolepsy. Narcolepsy, usually caused by 
not, not sleeping well during the night because you're not breathing. You know, you quit breathing a hundred times. And you're one of them. And so it's hard to stay awake as soon as you settle down, the preacher. And my voice will cure insomnia. But brother, the things we're talking about are important. The Word of God is big. It's, and in the same service, you got two of those, two of those crazy things going on. Who are you going to be when it's all said and done, when it's all over, when the dust settles? Are you going to be these or they who've won the battle? These are they who stood the test. One major ingredient that is often missing in the average Christian is the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. Misunderstood, it's mentioned some 30 times in the Bible, the fear of the Lord. It is so important, so defined. It's the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy. The fear of the Lord prolongeth your days, the Bible says. The fear of the Lord is a strong confidence. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is better than great treasure. The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, tendeth to life and satisfies you. The fear of the Lord bringeth riches and honor into your life. Now, you, now, after just saying that, and that's just going down through what the Bible says about it, you should say, man, I want that. I want the fear of the Lord, preacher, whatever it is. I may not get it all, but I want those things. Oh, that'd be smart. A man by the name of S. Franklin Logsdon, in his book, Fear of God, a good book to get, said the fear of God is the conscience presence of God is a you have a consciousness of the very presence of God. I believe it makes all the difference in the world. What I'm talking about right now is whether in your Christian life you're going to be these or they who won the battle. These are they who stood the test. Do you have what God defines as the fear of the Lord? It'll change everything. You'll slap yourself and keep yourself awake during the preaching. Why? You have the fear of the Lord. It's not the kind of fear of a dread. It's, a, it's an understanding that God is there all around you. Right now, he's here. He's present in your life. It is the awareness of God all the time in every decision. In every circumstance, in every seeming accident, in every hair of your head, in every, even the sparrow, the Bible said, Jesus said, that falls to the ground does not fall without your father's notice. Do you believe that? He says every little jot and tittle, every little dot of the I and cross of the T is going to be fulfilled, that God cares about the little jot and the little tittle. God is there working. That's what fear of the Lord is. You, you got that. It's deep in you. You say, preacher, I, I don't have that. That is why you fail. That is why you struggle. That is why you stumble. And that's why I'm talking about it this morning, because you can have it. You can have it. 
The people that have it are not some magical, special group of folks. You can be part of the, of the good soil. You can be part of those folks when the Word of God comes by, it falls on fertile ground. Who are these people who have the fear of God, who walk with their consciousness of His presence? Let me give you 31 types of people. Hang on. These are they. These are they who sense a state of suffocation in an atmosphere which is not permeated by the fragrance of the one who is altogether lovely. Oh, I like that. Brother, if you have the fear of God and you come into a presence where there is a suffocation, I have, I have pre through the years, evangelist after evangelist after evangelist, traveling all over the country, come to Gospel Baptist. Uh, uh, missionaries come to Gospel Baptist. I mean, literally, over and over and over and over and over again, they come to me and say, there's a presence. We feel immediately the presence of God when we come in Gospel. That's a high compliment to me. It's a high compliment to you. But they have the fear of God. They have that sense of the presence of God. And when they don't have it, they feel it. They said, man, we go into some churches, preacher, and it's just dead and dry wood, and we just almost shrivel up. Of course, they're responsible to preach and responsible to present their work, but he says, we know it's going to be hard. These are they whose hearts pant for the living God. These are they who call, are called upon uh, to pray when there's an emergency. These are they who have peace and quietness uh, they've learned to possess their souls. These are they who have not become weary in well-doing. These are they who cannot be bribed by vain philosophy of the world. Uh, we've had people uh, in this very auditorium this morning in their testimony, when they, get, when they come to join Gospel Baptist, we simply ask you to give your testimony of salvation. What a blessing that has been for the deacons and myself. Just to hear what, how you got saved just to hear what happened. Uh, we, had, we had a woman come by one day, and she says, uh, well, for a while I went to Jehovah Witnesses and, and studied with them, but I just somehow knew that wasn't right. Now, she didn't know the Bible all that well. She could have been so deceived, but she had the fear of the Lord. See, the fear of the Lord comes with a condition of the heart to want to know the true and living God, and he wants to know you more than you want to know him. God's not trying to hide from you this morning. God wants you to know him, whom to know is life everlasting. And he wants you to know him. And so, interesting, we, we deacons sat there and listened to this uh, young lady tell us about how she had been to the Catholic church, and that just wasn't, something was wrong there, and something was not right, something was dead there. And then she went to the Job Witnesses. That's from, the, that's from one place. Man, that's two extremes there. And how she said, J.W.'s, and that just didn't work and just not right. And then how she came to gospel. And when she came to gospel, she said, it just was right. I just felt God. She's here this morning. These are they who do not become weary in well-doing. These are they who not, cannot be bribed. These are they who are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. 
These are they who walk in the fear of the Lord and in the law of the Lord. These are they who, who detect error and heresy at the first sound of it. What is the fear of the Lord? These are they who are willing to go unto him without the camp and bear his reproach. These are they who are uncomfortable in this present world. How many times I hear people say, Preacher, I'm just not comfortable anymore in this world. Oh, that tells me you got the fear of the Lord. These are they who give God the benefit of the doubt when things that are hard come their way that they just don't understand. There's a lot of things I just simply do not understand why it happens. It don't seem reasonable, but it, just because something's unreasonable doesn't mean God's not in it. Because I just give God the benefit of the doubt. If you have the fear of the Lord, you just give God the doubt that even though this looks crazy, I don't see how it could be possibly beneficial. I just believe God's bigger than I am. I believe God's good, and I somehow believe God's going to work it out in the end, and when the whole thing's said and done, I'm going to look back and say, it was the right thing. That's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. These are they who do not need to be primed to worship God. Oh, that's big. I don't believe you have to have 30 minutes of praise and worship and to get yourself excited about God. People that have the fear of the Lord are excited about God at a word. Jesus. Oh, my Savior. Jesus, my Lord. They don't have their, why? Because every day, 24-7, they're thinking about the things of God. He's, it's the present, it's the consciousness of God, 24-7, Every day. You don't have to get them excited. They're already excited. They're already there. These are they who are uncomfortable in the present world. These are they who give the benefit of the doubt to God. These are they who do not need to be primed to worship God. These are they who, like Isaiah, says, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. And when, when there's a job to be done, the biggest problem a child of God who, who has the awareness of the fear of the Lord is, is over-volunteering. I have to go to him and say, now you need to cut a couple jobs back. You need to, you need to, you need to pull back a little bit because you're going to just, you're just you're gonna physically wear, wear yourself out. And they're like, oh, no, preacher, I'm, I'm good. These are they whom the world is unworthy. These are they whom the world does not know or understand. Jesus said, don't be surprised if the world hates you. Don't be surprised. In fact, you better be surprised if the world don't hate you. If the world thinks you're a buddy and a pal to them, you probably do not have the fear of the Lord. These are they who are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. These are they who witness a good confession. These are they who walk in the Spirit. These are they who speak the language of heaven whose blood runs Bibline. There's a man we years ago fished with a lot and got saved. And before he fished, before he got saved, he used his you know, Lord, Lord's name in vain and just. Just a hard, hard talker. 
man, this old boy was about 35 years old. He got saved. And we gave him an old Schofield Bible. That's called the Baptist Bible. And he began to read that thing and read that thing. He laid in the floor in his apartment and read that thing. And pretty soon that Bible, which was new, didn't look, didn't look, it was less than a month. That thing didn't look new. That pages were, were it started being bending on the corners and stuff. And, and, and uh, the uh, sweat of his hands had, had uh, oil in his hands, had, hands had kind of made it dirty. And, but what was crazy is pretty soon he started talking King James. Now, wait a minute, King James has been a long time, 1611. But he, started, he started talking King James. He started praying in thee and thou and, and uh, reverent speech. I said, what in the world? I literally witnessed the fear of the Lord in that man's heart. And by the way, all the way to dead, which was about 35, 40 years down the road, he finally went, went to heaven to meet the, meet the Lord. These are they whose salt has not let, lost its savor. These are they who are the light of the world. You know, Jesus said, you're the light of the world. If you have the fear of the Lord, you're, you're going to show some. One of the great responsibilities for you and me is to show, Jesus, to show the world that Jesus saved. These are they who are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. These are they who endeavor to keep the unity of the faith. Brother, people that have the fear of the Lord are a group of peacemakers. They're a, they're a group that wants, to think, wants the, the team to survive. They want the team to, to win. They're not looking... They're not looking all at us as critical one with another. These are they who pray without ceasing. Oh my, only God knows that. Only, only God knows what's going on in the privacy of your home. These are they who in everything give thanks. They out of, out of their very spiritual, out of their very heart, it's just thank you, Jesus, thank you, thank you. A doctor, like I said earlier, may give you, may say you got cancer, and they say thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord. These are they who abstain from all appearance of evil. You don't have to tell them to not go to uh, to a certain place or not listen to a certain music or not speak. A, they, you don't have to do that, brother. Their heart already is tender there. When in doubt, they step, away, they step away from it and say, we don't want any part of that. These are they who give thanks and everything. These are they who fight the good fight of faith. Brother, you cross the word of God, they're going to let you know it's wrong. It's wrong. Don't do that. These are they who live, who, whose lives, if I should say, or they, let me say it, let me try to say it right if my tongue gets right. These are they to live is Christ and die is gain. They look forward to meeting Jesus. You can't scare, you can't scare him with devil, with, with, with death. No. These are they who endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
These are they who love his appearing. Do you love his appearing this morning? Are you looking for the coming of Jesus Christ? Has it been a longing in your soul? Maybe you are walking in the fear of the Lord. These are they who so often say, even so, come Lord Jesus. And I'm not just talking to the old folks. Man, when I was, when I was just, I uh, got right with God, 18 years old, I would long in my soul for the coming of Christ. These are they whose works will not be burned up. These are they who have ears to hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. They want to know what God wants to say. These are they who are alive from the dead. These are they who won the battle. These are they who stood the test, clothed in garments pure and spotless, the redeemed, the pure and blessed. Let me ask you a question. You walk with God this morning. You walk with God this morning. You walk with Him moment by moment. Do you flee to Him at the first sound of trouble? Do you seek His words for guidance before you go to Facebook? Do you pour out your heart instead of your to your friends on social media? Oh, I'm part of Facebook. I, my heart's broken to see people get in trouble immediately, go to Facebook and tell everything and ask everything, but not of God. These people, these people with the fear of God, Fear of God and all that goes with it is beautiful. You know, you may be struggling and say, brother, I'm just struggling, brother, preacher, I'm struggling. A person with the fear of God don't wear Christianity like a garment to be taken off on Sunday. People with fear of God aren't just a member of a local church. They are a child of the living God. People with the fear of God don't state their denomination when asked if they're a Christian. They state who they are, a child of God. People with fear of the God don't keep a dry set of rules that restrict them. They obey God. I get to obey God. Those that have the fear of the fear of God give. And they get to give, and they get to work, and they get to sacrifice, and then ultimately they get to die for the cause of Christ. People with the fear of God in them. They don't pray without ceasing because the Bible says to pray without ceasing. They pray without ceasing because it's natural and spontaneous. The first person they go to is Jesus no matter what happens. It's real, it's vital, it's personal, and ultimately it's powerful. Does the fear of God become more clear to you now? Does it, maybe, maybe, maybe that's why you're hitting and missing so much. Maybe 
that's why you're really lukewarm when it comes to the things of God? Maybe that's why you begrudge the service of God and begrudge the time that you give the local church? Is it possible that the lack of fear of the Lord is really where the problem is? The lack of understanding and the very sensing of the presence of Almighty God? Could it be that's why you complain about too much God and not enough play? Is it? The fear of the Lord is where it's at. It's the foundation. It's the very beginning of wisdom. It's to hate evil. It's to stand up against the world. Man, you get born from heaven, you can never be happy with this world again. You're never going to be able to do the stuff you used to do. You may go back into the old world, and you may let go of the, of the plow that God's given you, and you may take your hands off, but when you go back, you, have, you do not know misery like going back into the world. Because if you're a child of God, God has a claim on you through his shed blood. You're not going to be able to turn back into the world and be happy. But brother, man, like my, my mother used to say, don't straddle the fence, brother. Decide to be on one way or another. And it's, it's for your own salvation. It's for your own comfort. It's for your own joy. It's for your own success. Choose Jesus. Choose the fear of the Lord. Say, I want the presence of God. Oh, you say, Brother Bill, I don't have it right now, but you can have it. But you've got to come to God and ask him for it. We give invitation here to gospel over and over again. Time and time again, I have to believe that God's come by people's home, come by their house, and said, please make a decision. But you know, I believe there's a time when God quits calling. That God comes by, and God comes by, and God comes by, and God comes by. And sometimes people harden their heart, and they, they have a sense of this world, and they want to do the things of the world. And they pull back and say, well, I don't know. I may get embarrassed, or people may think bad of me. Brother, if you got the fear of the Lord, you don't care what people think of you. You care what he thinks of you. And you give your heart to him and say, Lord Jesus, I want to know you. Whom to know is life everlasting. I want to be, I want to be part of these are they who won the battle. These are they who stood the test. Clothed in garments, pure and spotless. The redeemed, the pure and blessed. Father, help us. We pray that the spirit of the living God may come. And make something that, humanly speaking, is not possible to make understood. But we believe, and I believe, that the Holy Spirit can make it understood. We pray that as we spake, spoke of just a few moments, that the Spirit of the living God may take it from here. That you would convict people of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Father, I believe there's people in this room that have been so struggling. It's so hard for me to watch as they struggle and as they grope, may God you help them to throw everything in. Become a team member of the, of the, of the good soil. 
the parable of the sower talks about. So that they don't get squeezed, they don't get polluted, they don't get eventually spoiled by the vain philosophy of this world. God help them. Please call upon your folks. Help us, my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you can contact us at gospelbaptistchurch.com for our website. Or go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church, Bonita Springs, Florida. Or call the office at 239-947-1285. Thank you. God bless.